And joining us now at our studio is Northfield Schools Superintendent, Dr. Matt Hillman. Matt, good morning. Good morning, Jeff. How are you today? Good. We've got a lot of school stuff to talk about, so we can't mention Royce Lewis. We don't have time. (laughs) We don't have time for that. (laughs) Royce Lewis, way to go, dude. (laughs) Uh, First day of school. We're just a week off. You had a a, a meeting last night to, uh, well, discuss that and do a lot of of different things with the uh, school board, so... Boy, uh, and yesterday was also Staff Appreciation Day, wasn't it? Yeah. So yesterday morning, uh, so our teachers started last Thursday, new teachers a week ago today, and then uh, our re- the rest of our teaching staff came in on Thursday. And yesterday is the one day of the year that we get to bring all of the staff from across the entire school district together. So it's a really special event. You know, So all the teachers, administrators, custodians, child nutrition personnel, educational assistants, office personnel, Tech staff, everybody you know who we have on staff comes together, and uh, we have uh, just a celebration of people's milestone of their years of service of the district. We have some students who speak to us, and so that is always such a really a special event, um, just really outstanding. So yesterday we had really three great speakers, and so uh, Ariel Lee, who was representing Bridgewater Elementary, Fisher Kepper uh, from the middle school, and uh, Lena Brown from Northfield High School really talked to all of our staff about the importance that the adults in the school make for kids, their love for uh, Northfield schools, um, talked about, two of them talked about how they moved to Northfield and that uh, you know, they were really made to feel welcome by the community. So it's, there's nothing better than our staff hearing from kids about how much they mean to them. And that all the employees, how many... We, Right was around that, 600. Which, uh, you had to use like the auditorium for we that. Do. We do. We use the middle school, we use the middle school auditorium and it's, it's a 900 seat concert hall, uh, the middle school mm-hmm. auditorium. So we, we do pretty well. We fill it up about <laughs> two thirds of the way and, um, our, many of our school board members attend Claudia Gonzalez, George, our school board chair gave an inspiring welcome message, uh, to our staff. Uh, we also, uh, presented years of service awards. So, uh, you know, we hear a lot about turnover in education. We're very fortunate in Northfield to recruit and recra- retain high-quality teachers. So we celebrated uh, Jennifer Streifland, Emiliana Groutman, Jennifer Lompart, Nicole Papke, TJ Weeby, Jane Streitz, and Lori Mullen on 20 years of service with the district. Greg Jelano, Elizabeth Larson, Greg Sickler, Michelle Sickler, Dana Holden, and Dolly Larson were celebrated for 25 years of service. And then 30 years of service for... Uh, none other than Kevin Dahl, Dan Kust, Dave Piper, and Kim Sliggers. And so those were our honorees of those milestones of service. And, you know, we hear about a lot of turnover in schools. And here's examples of, you know, dozen people or so, you know, who have been with the district 20 or more years. And, you know, dating myself here a little bit, I remember covering some of those people in high school when they were athletes and I was the sports director here. So, boy, they're homegrown and have been involved with the district uh, really almost all their life. I, I think that's a great testament to a community, right? When it, when people who graduated from the school want to come back, we know that most people in Minnesota don't come back to their hometown, right? They stay fairly close. You know, demographers say people don't really move more than, what, 50 miles or something like that when you listen to the state demographer. Uh, but we have a number of people who have chosen to come back to Northfield after going elsewhere and then coming back because it is a great place to raise kids. Um, so we're, we're thrilled with uh, honoring those milestones. We also had four other individual awards. And the Northfield Education Association presents an annual Friend of Education Award, and this year it went to Howard White, um, who uh, has for numerous years volunteered in our high school English learner program. 
Uh, our educational assistant of the year was Katie Malika. Uh, our um, outstanding service award winner. This is a non-teacher, non-educational assistant who's just doing really good things in the district was uh, Northfield High School child nutrition staff member Rose Bryson, who is makes salads for kids every day and, and touches their hearts as well. And then finally, uh, Amy Dory, an early childhood educator at the Northfield Community Education Center, was named the NEA's Teacher of the Year. And so a great celebration for us yesterday and an opportunity to frame the year our theme for this year is elevate. And so coming out of these historic disruptions, our commitment is to elevating. It's to elevating our expectations, elevating our standard of care for our students, for each other, for the community, uh, elevating our instruction, elevating our systems, uh, elevating the experience that students, families, and employees have within the school system, and all of that so that our outcomes can continue to be elevated, Jeff. So we're going to be talking Elevate the whole year. That's our theme, and it seems to have really stuck with some of our staff now already. Yeah, what it sounds like a real good day yesterday. Great day. And, you, uh, and it's a week from today. We've got our first day of school. Last night, let's get into the council meeting. First of all, you had a uh, the return of Noel Stratmone. We did. Boy, that's a, that is a uh, a big milestone, I know, for, for, uh, for Noel. And welcome back, Noel. Yes, and... Uh, for those listening, if you don't know who Noel Stratmon is, I'm, you must have only moved to Northfield in about the last week. But, you know, uh, Noel is a Northfield legend. There's no other word to describe. Noel and Lois are mm-hmm. Northfield legends because you can't talk about Noel without talking about Lois. Noel was first elected to the school board in 1980. So yeah. he is one of the longest serving school board members in state history. And back in December, he uh, needed to use a part of Minnesota statute that allowed him to step away from his board position due to some health reasons. And so Noel has uh, health has returned. Uh, he is feeling um, uh, well enough to be able to come back to the board. So he submitted uh, the appropriate letter that allowed the board to take a resolution to restore him. And we, we, two things can be true at the same time. We can be thrilled that Noel is feeling well enough to come back. Again, you know, he is uh, he is such a strong leader and really speaks for a significant portion of the community in his representation on the school board. But we also had an excellent uh, individual who uh, took Noel's seat while he was on his medical leave. And Robert Coleman uh, served capably over the last eight months, very well prepared, very thoughtful questions. He has two very young children uh, in the school district, really a, a promising leader and really, I think, held that seat very well and, and was very gracious in his comments, uh, welcoming Noel back. It was really, a, a I'm going to use the term beautiful, it was a little beautiful exchange between um, a veteran leader and someone who was willing to step in and serve their community for a period of time and hold that seat for Noel until he could come back. So we are thrilled to have Noel back. And I just need to comment, so often we are critical of laws and statutes and this makes sense. This you know, More often than not, this doesn't make sense. A lot of criticism of government, much of it warranted in a free society. That's important. This is just good statute, right? The statute gives this method for a person to step away from their elected experience so they can tend to their personal health without the uh, pressure of having to say, I'm going to resign completely and then come back uh, when they're ready. This is just, it's a, it's a good law, it's good governance, and I think the community should be really proud of how the school board handled it. And we welcome ba- Noel back with open arms, and we just say thank you very much to Robert for his great service while he was serving in Noel's seat. 
Let's move on to uh, the content of the meeting last night. Uh, you had uh, MCA results. Yeah, so we, we didn't do a formal big presentation last night on our mm-hmm. MCA results. We uh, talked a little bit about it in announcements, and in October we'll have a much deeper dive when our uh, Director of Instructional Services, Hope Langson, presents our annual World's Best Workforce Report. But I, I think that we have heard Minnesota News Network and other uh, media outlets reporting um, really on the stagnation um, and even a little bit of regression of the MCA scores uh, across the state. I want to tell you that we always have to come to the local context, and our local context overall here is very different. We made strides in a number of key areas, Jeff. And so, um, first of all, for people listening, the MCA is the Minnesota Comprehensive Assessments, our uh, standardized tests that are provided to students in uh, grades 3 through 8 in both reading and mathematics, 10th grade in reading, 11th grade in math, and then students in grades 5, 8, and 10 take the MCA science test. Now, what I'm really proud to report to the community is that Northfield outperformed state proficiency rates by double digits in all three of those areas, reading, math, and science. When we compare ourselves in within the Big Nine Conference, I'm proud to share with the community that uh, we outperformed all Big Nine Conference districts in the all students. When we look at all students' performance uh, on proficiency rates uh, for schools that tested 10 or more students, uh, which is all of the Big Nine. We outperformed the Big Nine in that all-students category in reading, math, and science. Um, we also outperformed uh, the rest of the Big Nine conference districts when it comes to the results for students who qualified for free or reduced-price lunch. And again, that was on all three assessments, reading, math, and science. We have, a, have had a lot of focus on making sure uh, that students who qualify for free or reduced lunch have these services because public schools are the great equalizer They are the things that can help lift people uh, to heights that they have not known before. And so while we still have a long way to go, uh, the fact that we um, outperform the rest of the Big Nine, I think, is a a good piece of news. And I've got an even better one in just a few moments. Um, Students who qualified for English Learner Services topped the Big Nine results for mathematics. Students who received special education services topped the Big Nine conference on the reading assessment. Now, you know we've talked quite a bit, Jeff, about third grade reading. This is a research-tested benchmark. If you are secure in your reading skills by third grade, what the research says is that you have an excellent chance to be successful all the way through high school and then uh, the ability to do whatever you would like when you graduate from high school, again, on average. So this is a big benchmark for us. So Northfield third grade reading finished 21st out of 316 school districts who tested 10 or more students. Um, actually, I think that's 310 districts who tested 10 or more students. This was a 10% increase over last year. Uh, and the district's third grade uh, reading results for students who, again, qualified for free or reduced price lunch increased by 19% over last year and outpaced the state proficiency rate for that particular demographic. Uh, students who qualified for free or reduced lunch, we beat the state proficiency rate by 20 percentage points. So this was a real positive piece moving ahead. And I think, you know, we always are are careful about these results because each kid, a different group of each year, a different group of third graders take that test. But the MCA is designed to be a systems check. And as we've talked to you, we've had over 50 teachers who have gone through the rigorous process or are in the rigorous process of becoming trained in a program called Language Essentials for the Teachers of Reading and Spelling, commonly called Letters. It's 140 hours of really graduate-level training on the science of reading. This commitment by our teachers 
to make sure that every student can read at grade level. Not everyone can read perfectly at third grade, right? There's some students who might have a disability. They might take a little bit longer, but we aim, if we can at least get 80% of kids reading at grade level by third grade, the rest of our systems can help every other kid get to that point when they're ready. Um, but we've really made some good points. We're essentially back just a titch under. Um, we had made some really great st- strides from 2016 to 2019. Pandemic came. We regressed a bit. We are now almost back to the uh, pre-pandemic levels, and it's just going to keep getting better. Northfield's seventh grade students ranked 22nd out of 315 districts who tested 10 or more students in reading. That was better than 93% of Minnesota school districts. And in math, seventh graders ranked 29th of 315 districts who tested 10 or more students and performed better than 91% of districts testing 10 or more students. Now, there are some areas, Jeff, where we have cause for concern, where the results are not where we would like them to be. They tend to be cohort-based. That that means one particular grade level is an area that we need to focus on. Um, When we don't get results that we like, we don't lament it. We look at it and try to uh, analyze what do we need to do. One example is we think it's, we, we know that we need to strengthen our mathematics curriculum. We have not had a mathematics curriculum update in some time. It was scheduled to be reviewed two years from now. We have accelerated where that review is going to start this year. That is the kind of work that we do when we see results that we think could be better because we're committed committed to continuous improvement. We take a look at them. We say, okay, what's the piece that we think we can do here? And in some of the piloting of some math curricula that we've done, we do try curricula out to see how does it go. Um, We have some real promising things that just match with what our teachers can do and, of course, meet the needs of our students. So overall, uh, we are very pleased to that Northfield really is a different story than what the statewide narrative is. Still, lots of room for improvement. We're not pretending we're anywhere near where we want to be yet. But I think Northfield is going to be proud of the work that the students did, the support that the families provided, and should be really uh, proud of the educators who, who led the charge in the classrooms. Good numbers. Good stuff. Uh, Superintendent Hillman is with us with the uh, Northfield School District. As we head into a new school year, you know, different year, different contract with a different group. Uh, was it the teachers this year? Yes. Yeah, so Where's that uh, at? in the even year, let's see, this is in the odd years, we negotiate with the Northfield Education Association, which is the exclusive representative for um, our 300 plus teachers. It's our largest employee group. And then in the even years, we work with the other 15 uh, employment groups that we have. Some of them are collectively bargained. Some of them are what we call meet and confer uh, negotiation approaches. So this year, uh, we negotiate with the Northfield Education Association. And I'm really proud to share, which I know Rich has already reported, that we reached a tentative agreement with the Northfield Education Association. And last night, the school board approved that agreement. Uh, the association's members will vote uh, at some point this week, and my understanding is that we'll have the results of that ratification vote by Friday of this week, um, maybe even Thursday of this week. But we're very pleased. You know, we have been negotiating that we've had similar players at the table for a long time. So just really want to thank Northfield Education Association President Kevin Dahl, their lead negotiator, Ray Coudray, um, were part of that group. Uh, we also had Dana Holden and Amanda Miller and Paula Bargery as part of their negotiations team. Uh, on our uh, side of the table, you know, it is myself, it is our Director of Human Resources, Molly Wieselman, our Director of Finance, Val Murdestorf, and then uh, representatives of the board, Claudia Gonzalez-George, Corey Butler, and Amy Gerwitz. And there is a mutual respect at that table that this community can be proud of. Now, don't mistake for mutual respect for a lack of vigorous debate. It's the opposite. 
when you have mutual respect like we have with the Northfield Education Association, you can talk about really tough things and make progress. And so I'm really pleased with the results of this two-year agreement. Uh, it's a 6% increase uh, for teachers in the first year of the agreement and a 3% increase in the second year of the agreement. Uh, uh, teachers will get a 5% increase to the district's contribution to health insurance in each year of the agreement. Uh, we have um, a, a, some, some really good work supporting new staff. So part of the agreement was to uh, establish a district-wide policy that will give full pay for eight weeks of maternity leave for uh, not just teachers, but all eligible staff, people who qualify for FMLA, will be able to get eight weeks of paid maternity leave. Now, we've offered paid maternity leave before, but you needed to take it from your accumulated sick leave. So if you think about it, if I have a couple of little kids and I've used all of my sick leave you know, for that maternity leave, and now I little kids get sick, right? And parents take turns, but it really puts some pressure on our young parents. And so being able to have the district cover that eight weeks of maternity leave is going to allow that regular sick leave to stay in place for the ups and downs of life that everyone who's listening, who's been a parent knows happens. And so this is these tools, these financial uh, increment increases and this work around paid maternity leave, uh, what this shows is that uh, we are committed to recruiting and retaining the best staff that we can. The reason that we had positive uh, results on the test scores, which is one part, I'm so proud of all the other stuff that our folks do in the arts, in the vocational area, uh, our athletics and other activities. Our teachers matter. They make a big difference. And so we are pleased to have this contract that uh, addresses issues with inflation and puts us in a position to be competitive and be the district of choice for excellent educators to spend their career. So we are thrilled with this and be happy to talk about any other questions you might have, Jeff. Yeah, uh, as far as the budget cycle, of course, you uh, you passed a uh, budget for uh, you know, the school year earlier this summer. Uh, you get the settlement here now. Is this for this coming school year, I'm presuming? And how does that affect the budget and the numbers that were presented uh, last month, a month, two months ago? Absolutely. So we take uh, at the end of the school year, we're required to pass a budget by June 30th. There's a lot of unknowns at that time. Uh, we use a variety of calculations using previous years uh, as our guide and also new information that we get, like uh, the increases that we got from the Minnesota legislature tying the formula to inflation, substantial uh, relief on special education cross-subsidy. And we have a budget target. We work on that. And of course, the budget is a guide. You know, if more students show up, we need more staff. If less students show up, that works out in the future as we've had through our priority-based budget reduction process. And then we do a revised budget uh, in December. And so at the end of the day, you do the best that you can to project labor costs, and then you adjust as you move forward. I do understand some people in the community might say, well, you know, you just, there was just some cuts over the last couple of years. And this sounds like a, a pretty uh, solid increase for teachers, which it is, and I'm incredibly proud that we can do that right now. The key thing is two th the two things are separate. We reduce staff because we have fewer students. We didn't reduce staff because we didn't manage our budgets well. How many times have you heard our auditors? Uh, we have a double A-plus bonding. We are widely considered a very well-managed uh, school district financially. But when you have fewer students, you need fewer staff. That is what results in the budget reductions that we've done over the past couple of years. And then on the labor side, you need to make sure that you are being competitive in the marketplace. Um, like it or not, school districts are also uh, subject to uh, capitalism and the supply and demand. And right now, 
Uh, we are do not have a ton of supply for uh, quality educators, and and even any you know the number of educators in general is significantly reduced over what it was at the beginning of my career 29 years ago. So this does two things. By having a quality settlement for our, our teachers association, we are going to be able to continue to retain the excellent teachers we have today and recruit the best teachers of tomorrow. That is going to help us continue to be the community of choice so that we are able to stabilize our enrollment. Um, again, reductions are a result of fewer students so the two things can both be true at the same time. They can be separate. I do understand how people might converge them together. That certainly makes sense until you really think through, oh, yeah, there are some different pathways for that. So from the budgetary perspective, we are able to now see further into the future than we were before with an inflationary factor on the formula. That is what allowed us to be able to provide, I think, this really great contract for both for our teachers and for our community because when we have great teachers, our community thrives. Matt, we are out of time. Shocking. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Much appreciated. And we'll talk to you again uh, in a couple of weeks. Best of luck to you on the first day of school. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day. All right. Superintendent of Schools, Dr. Matt Hillman.